This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice, and all the latest developments in human resource management. Welcome to another episode of the HR in Review podcast. Joining me on the show today is Richard Hutchinson Press, a seasoned people professional who has over 22 years experience in the HR space, specializing in banking, finance, and fintech. Richard has worked extensively in Africa, the Middle East, and the UK. And having started his career as a generalist, he moved into a specialist space of learning and talent for 15 years before moving back into a generous role within HR and is now head of people and office management for BB2 trading as Nomo Fintech. Hey, Richard, welcome to the show today. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. So what I didn't mention in my introduction there is Richard is also a disrupt speaker. Uh, Regular listeners of this show plus the HR chat pod will know that I'm involved with a bunch of the disrupt events. I'm a big advocate for that brand. And Richard's going to be speaking at the first ever Disrupt HR Aberdeen, which we'll get into Richard's session at Disrupt HR Aberdeen shortly. But before we get there, Richard, why don't you start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourself? Just in terms of expanding myself, I've always seen myself as a seasoned banking professional. However, I think my learning specifically within the HR space have been so geared about international exposure that like the move to fintech was inevitable because of the changing landscape. Um, Overall, really, really passionate about people, really passionate about the inherent potential to improve and get people to see their maximum. And I've, I've always said like for me, HR is about quality conversations. And I've always pushed that as sort of the main focus of myself and my team is if we know our people implicitly, we can do what's right for them. If we do what's right for them, we can balance business objectives and then have sustained success. So that's our main, I think in a nutshell, that's how I've seen myself as a catalyst within business. This edition of HR in Review is a special guest episode brought to you in partnership with our friends at the North American-based HR Chat podcast, a podcast focused on interviews with HR, talent and tech experts. Tell me now about the mission of Nomo Fintech. Okay, so Nomo Fintech um, was established by our parent company, which is Bubian Bank, which is an Islamic um, bank within um, Kuwait in the Middle East. And in a nutshell, to give context, so Kuwait is literally the size of, if you had to say, as a comparison to New Jersey, and obviously it's got a limited population. So in order to expand your reach and address customer needs even further, it was imperative that the parent company looked outside of Kuwait and its borders. And I was lucky enough to live in live and work in Kuwait for eight years. And I honestly can't recommend it enough as a place to live or just experience because it was just the loveliest, warmest people. But back to the question, the reason that we actually moved um, into the UK market is most of our, our clientele or GCC nationals have a real close affiliation or affection for the UK. Um, on average, in the summer periods, you have about 500,000 um, GCC nationals coming across and um, that have specific banking needs. Um, in terms of education, a lot of them prefer the British education system. They're very, they are big fans of the American uh, education system as well. But a lot of the, the clientele's kids actually do come to the UK as well. So it was just an evolution 
of the product service. And in addition, it was addressing a need that was actually clearly visible for our clients um, in GCC. So that's how we came about. So the the product itself is NUMU, is the correct pronunciation, but it's actually referred to as NOMO. It's an affluent, mass affluent value proposition that originally started um, specifically with multi-currencies. So you could actually trade in the currency where you were traveling to, and it's migrated to have wealth as well as mortgage offerings um, and a variety of other things that are coming down the line. Um, and we launched in 2020. Um, 2020 was technically the bold, and we went live in 2021, July. Why not subscribe to the premium version of HR in Review? You'll get ad-free content, early and extra episodes and more. Even better, although it's the premium edition, it's absolutely free. Sign up at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast. Okay then, so uh, I, I think it's that time of the interview now. I'd love to get a sense of uh, your talk at the first Disrupt HR Aberdeen. It's called Retention and Retra- Attraction Within the Fintech Space, Making It Sticky and Attractive and Building a Case for Retention. Now, of course, the talks themselves are only five minutes, so don't take five minutes to tell us all about it because uh, you'd basically go through the whole thing. Why don't you take a minute or two and give our listeners a little taste of uh, the session and some of the hoped-for learning outcomes? Yeah. So specifically, like if you're working within the fintech space in the UK, you have a lot of competition from a lot of like neobanks, startups, fintechs, etc. So when I was brought on board specifically, what I tried to do was um, we don't offer equity. Um, so this was a big hurdle within the market. So what I did is I actually looked at what could we do that would entice people to ourselves and remembering that this was a brand that was not well established here, maybe well established in the Middle East, but not a well established here. So we actually made a proactive, a proactive effort in order to sort of package our benefits and experience and culture to such an extent that it would become attractive. And we did a number of things. We did from um, Firstly, I mean, it was research specifically in terms of a competitor analysis. And then it was actually like asking, we had sort of founding staff members and we jointly crafted an employee value proposition that we thought would actually be beneficial for people coming in. And I've always said like a litmus test for us has actually been the level of retention that we've been able to have. So if you look at the fintech space, um, your, your turnover is traditionally 27 to 35%, depending on the sector. Um, We've actually maintained a turnover rate of less than 5%. Um, It it can vary year on year, but I mean, from a safety perspective, you probably say 5.2% has been our turnover. And these are traditionally in roles that are really, really high in demand. They um, scarce within the market. And we've actually had people that have, left and come back as a result of how we've actually packaged our culture and packaged our benefits and the work experience across the board. And I I thought it's a very nice um, example to share with Disrupt HR because I think these challenges across the board are huge, um, specifically if you are trying to scale. And sometimes you're not the biggest employer in the market and you're not the biggest employer with the marketing um, budget or, or backing but you can be very creative in terms of how you actually do things. And we've been very 
I think from our perspective, we've been very open and transparent with our staff, as well as the market in terms of what we're trying to create. And I think those are lessons. And at the end of the day, you're on an ecosystem. You are in an ecosystem. And I think what you give back, you receive. So ideally, if that can be of any help to any other um, entities or organizations or people that are attending Disrupt HR, I mean, I'm more than willing um, to share that. And um, I think Disrupt HR, what, what I like about it is because there's a lot of the speakers that are on that forum that I've, I've followed for years. Um, and I, I think there's a level of pragmatism involved with the speakers that do speak. It's it's very, very practical and it's very, very um, sort of like the ideas are succinct and they're implementable. It's not hugely um, sort of academic and sort of the, the rate to implementation from what I've seen before is that you can walk away with tangible things that you can implement. And that, that for me, just makes it one of the best conferences I don't even want to say a conference, let's say meetups that you, you can you can go to because I just think there's so much value in the sharing of best practice as well as the collective sort of like, I don't want to say a thought shower or like brainstorming that you can actually have post those sort of sessions. And that's, that's why I'm a fan. Follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Join the conversation at HR in Review today. Okay, you must be a clairvoyant because that's my next question for you. Why disrupt? What what is it about that brand? Um, what about the format then? What 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 do you what do you like specifically about the the format of the disrupt events? Uh, you know, regular listeners of the show will know that um, I talk about it all the time. It's an evening event. Uh, the first hour, hour and a half is networking, and then usually it's intros followed by about fourteen speakers. Each of the speakers only gets five minutes. 20 slides 15 seconds per slide um a lot of people find that very scary uh, what do you like what do you like about that format well i, I like i like the format in a way because like i'm on version seven of my slideshow now just to give context of it um it allows you to sort of take the noise out from everything you've done and distill it just to those succinct sort of like nuggets of wisdom that you can impart to others and I think in a way it allowed me and like I think from the ones that I've seen before, I've only seen them online before, is it actually allows you to distill that message in a way that you can actually look back and reflect on what's been done. Um, and I'm talking on a personal level. In terms of the speakers itself, I think it sort of gives an insight into sort of like the fundamental nature of doing things and doing things well, but in a way that for me, you can replicate and manage. Um, because like I said, from what I've seen before, it's very, very tangible. And the things I've seen previously, it's, I don't want to say it's not rocket science, but it's sort of like a paradigm shift from a traditional academic focus to more a pragmatist um, approach to how they've actually done things. And, and I'm a huge fan of, like if you can do something within the five minutes and translate that message across, that's that's better than sitting in a lecture for an hour and a half. But the other thing that I like about it as well is I think the collective community can generate a lot more um, solutions to real problems within business. And I think for me, like 
they say the definition the definition of education is and um, what is whatever is left behind and if you look at it just from a pedagogic perspective that's 10 percent of a message is actually left post someone spoken or learned something and like for me fundamentally having a forum of that nature with peers within that sector or within a variety of sectors allows me in essence to benchmark and in essence allows me to sort of stress test my own thinking but also be open to other experiences and other opinions and opportunities for learning from others in a short compact format where i think your your level of saturation is actually so much higher because you can actually take in so much more. And I, I think I'm a pragmatist by nature, and you probably I've said that quite a few times, but I'm very much about like doing it well and doing it right, but also doing it that it meets the needs of who's your end user or your staff member or your customer. But at the same time that there's an ease of implementation but there's a practical value add of it. And I think Disrupt HR sort of gets that balance right for me. We are already coming towards the end of this particular conversation. Before we wrap okay. up, just a few more questions for you. The next two are questions that we ask of all of our guests, okay? Um, and the first of those two goes as follows. If you could pass on one crucial lesson that you've learned in your career yeah, in one minute or less, what would be your top tip for HR pros and leaders? Go. I, I think if I had to reflect back on, on my career to date, I think what I would always say to someone that's starting or in the process of learning within this field or any other field is I think risk more. I think your biggest learnings do come out of um, mistakes, and I think mistakes can be the best college of learning for you. I think that being said, obviously, you learn from your mistakes and you don't repeat them. So I think if I look back at my own career, like my biggest learning came from moving out of my comfort zone, which was traditional retail banking and actually going abroad and working in a totally different culture, country, environment, ways of work than I'd done before. And I look back now and it's sort of like all of those experiences of having worked abroad allow me to see things a lot more holistically than I did before. So I think if I had to say two things, I think, I think remove fear from what you know and go into uncharted areas. And I think have the ability and be kind to yourself to make mistakes because those are the biggest learnings that you, you come across. And I don't regret for a minute, like someone once said to me, do you have any regrets? And obviously you do partially in some aspects, but like from a career perspective, I think my only regret is that I didn't allow myself to embrace like multinational and international experience earlier, because I think my variety of experience would have been so much richer. But that being said, things happen for a reason. Um, and, yeah, I think you've just got to be open to learning from all aspects. And it's not just in the workplace. It's from the culture that you immersed in. It's from the people you interact with. And and be, be confident enough to say when you don't know. Because I think realistically, as human beings, if you don't know and you're actually confident enough to say it or even comfortable enough to say it, you will get help and it will come from a good place from other people as well so i think open yourself up 
learn from the experiences. And yeah, I, I don't let fear hold you back. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, you failed the 60 second test. However, it was a good answer. Let, let's try again. Uh, in 60 seconds or less, what is the single biggest change that you think will happen in HR and in leadership over the next five to 10 years? I, I think it's a very hard question to answer and not say AI, because uh, I think it's very topical at the moment. Um, but I, I I think the biggest change that will come in is um, I think that HR itself or people, um, sort of the people space, and it's been a long time coming, has been the need for data, data analytics, data predictability, um, data forecasting as well. So I think the robustness of science needs to come in a lot more. And I think you've seen that coming through. And that's just coming from the overall ecosystem of what's happening within business. So I think for sure, it will become a lot more scientific, but at the same time, it will be data to understand um, behavior, but it doesn't take away the nuance of individuals. And I think that's going to be the fundamental shift. I, I think it will move to an area that is very, very much like data analytics, data forecasting, or, um, trend analysis, etc. where I think in the past, it's also always been like an assumption or um, this is a perspective where I actually think now it will become a lot more grounded in science. It's my personal view. Rashad, before we wrap up for today, how can our listeners connect with you? Is that LinkedIn? Is that Instagram? Are you all over TikTok? Tell us more. Yeah, um, I, I basically use LinkedIn. Um, I don't know if I'm too old. I just don't get TikTok. It doesn't resonate with me. My kids try it, but yeah. Um, so LinkedIn is my primary um, form of communication. And everyone's welcome to reach out on that platform. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Rashad, thank you very much for being my guest. Thank you. The HR and Review podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk. hrreview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.